everybody and happy new year this is episode 31 of the official lfc podcast beauty strength and dominance and i am your host michael larkin and i hope everyone had a great christmas happy holidays merry christmas have a happy and healthy new year it is the new year it is officially 2020 hope everybody enjoyed Man, do we have a show for you to start off the new year for Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the official LFC Lingerie Fighting Championship podcast, and that is with none other than wrestler and dominatrix Domina Katarina, who is just amazing at what she does from the session wrestling standpoint, as well as the dominatrix standpoint, and is someone who has a vast interest in Lingerie Fighting Championship. But before we get to that interview... If you want to sponsor LFC, if you want to sponsor this podcast, please send an email to info at laundryfc.com. That is info at laundryfc.com. Folks, we have a lot of stuff coming in the new year for Laundry Fighting Championship. A lot of more, a lot of more, a lot more guests, a lot more events coming to Laundry Fighting Championship. So please stay tuned, enjoy, have some fun, a lot of great content. And speaking of content, without further ado, here is episode 31 of Beauty, Strength, and Dominance with the lovely, the talented, and the absolutely beautiful Miss Domina Katarina. Domina, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, you are very welcome. I got to say, I enjoy your work where we're going to talk about session wrestling here, modeling, uh, just the whole nine with you. I think you do great. And you accentuate yourself well with what you do. So like I said, I'm very happy and I appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you're very welcome. So to start us off, how did you get into um, session wrestling? How did you get into like you know fetish modeling? Just the whole nine. How did that take you into where we are now with you as a dominatrix being the dominant individual that you are? How did you get into this whole world? Uh, so, um, through the pro-dom world, um, actually my friend Lola Jean, um, who is a pro-dom, uh, fetish wrestler, um, and big time, I mean, her, her major focus is as a sex educator. She's actually in Europe right now doing, I don't even know what, all sorts of sex educator things. Um, she has classes that she teaches. And sometimes I go and I take them, and sometimes I go and just help out. And um, she was uh, she had a pegging class <laughs> actually, and she said, you know, if you want to come top, you know, if we need extra tops, so I was like, yeah, sure, that'd be fun, you know. So going to going to uh, a femdom one hundred and one class, or you know. Uh, CBT class or whatever, like, that's just basically fun hanging out with my friends, you know? Um, so I was actually, I don't know if I should be telling the story, but I was actually in the middle of pegging someone, and Lola looked at me and said, wow, you look pretty strong. Do you want to come to a wrestling party? And I was like, okay. So, so I went to her wrestling party, um, and... I had zero wrestling experience. Um, I wrestled one guy who went boneless. You know, I, there was no fight. And I went up against one guy who basically tossed me around like I was a tiny, 
tiny lady, which I am not. And it was so fun. I just laughed the whole time. And, you know, went up against some people where, yeah, I had to use kind of like my intuition. Um, and, and see, see where I could go, see what I could do. Um, and I ended up just kind of having a really great time. Um, and I went to the next wrestling party and, um, a bunch of, uh, people from Doom Maidens were there. Um, and we had a really good time. It was fantastic meeting them. They invited me to, uh, try out their practice and it kind of, they just welcomed me into their wonderful little world. And it's, it's a fantastic family. It's a, this, this doom crew that, <laughs> that I'm a part of. Um, and that's kind of how I got my start, just going to, uh, to practices and training with them and, and um, really just making friends with uh, the awesome people in, in Doom Maiden. But I definitely owe it to Lola Jean for saying, you want to come to a wrestling party? <laughs> and me just saying, like, oh, okay. So now I, you know, I wouldn't miss a wrestling party at all. And um, I train a, a couple times a week. I can't, you know, when I don't train a day, I, I really, I feel it. I miss it. Um, so roughly it's kind of taken over a little bit um, for this pro dom. I will say this with your training and everything. I think what's great about it is to, um, Obviously, when you look at sessions, you see a lot of head scissors being done and just overall joint manipulation, if you will, a little systematic dissection to add to that. So, I mean, you get to add more to your repertoire, so you're constantly on the ground with your training, and I think it shows in your work. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I came in with nothing, but, um, you know, I think um, people are going to see a big difference, uh, hopefully there will be a big difference, (laughs) between um, my... My first match against Ursa Fierce and my next um, match on June 15th um, against Kaya. Because um, I've, I've, I've put in I've put in a lot of work and, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, the, the, the greatest thing about this, though, is even no matter what the outcome of a match is, I never stop laughing. I think it's, this is, it's fun. It's fun. I don't know why I didn't know about this sooner. Why I didn't do this sooner. <laughs> and I love the camaraderie because you're laughing, you're having fun, like you mentioned with your friends. And now talking about that wrestle party, just to hit back on that for a second, I've seen a lot of people like the great Kim Chi is there, a lot of Luxor, VV, a lot of great people, like you mentioned, you know, Ursula, the whole nine, Aurelia. There's so many uh, amazing talents at these parties and so many talents in the session world I just I'm very happy to see you a part of that and what I also wanted to incorporate that is like if you like you talk about like you know you knew nothing but you came into it like I look at it like to compare it to what we see with wrestling uh, Trish Stratus who was in the WWE Hall of Fame she came from nothing she was a model did her thing in the fitness world and she came into wrestling you know she had a little bit of a rough start but then she'd be looking at what she became Hall of Famer amazing talent that she is so you start from the bottom now you're here if, if you want to quote some Drake started from the bottom now we're here so that's you got to get that story about you yeah yeah i mean i have nowhere to go but up <laughs> <laughs> and yeah i mean i have um terrific terrific role models terrific people that are training me um you know ursa fierce is someone that i'm often in practice with um 
you know, uh, Diablo, Phoebe, um, you know, these are constants during my week. Um, you know, people, people training me, Aurelia. Um, I love when I get to see Lana. I did some traveling with, uh, Kim Chi. Um, it, I mean, I'm learning from, from some pretty dope people, so. And I think, I think you absorb that and you take it in. I got to say this because I, I know, I know you talked about this with shout out to Mike Jolly on his show and he's doing his thing with, you know, his podcast. I know he's a fetish and obsession wrestler himself. One thing what's great about it is too, I see the passion that comes from you guys and gals. And this is respect to everybody in the session community. And I know Jennifer Thomas has her event coming up, which Hans from Doom Maidens Wrestling is going to be in there. And I looked at what Doom's doing. You guys are doing it. I seen, I got to say this to you because I want to point out, I did see the headsets you had on Diablo, making them pay, put them in there. I like that. I, I saw the visuals <laughs> today. I, I, I dug that. That was, that was very cool. So I just wanted to put that over. Thank you. That was my first, uh, First mixed wrestling video. Wow. Okay. Now, yeah. right, as a follow-up to that, I just got to ask, with mixed wrestling, now me being the wrestling fan that I am, now growing up in the 90s, like watching old tapes and just appreciating it, you know, my father was big into it, and that's like how I got into my wrestling fandom. I remember in the 80s, like with mixed wrestling, like everybody talks about, you know, Andy Kaufman and what he did with Jerry Lawler, Andy Kaufman being the intergender champion of the world. On Saturday Night Live, the infamous David Letterman, you know, where he throws coffee. Oh, yeah. Yes. So a lot of people, you know, interpret it as like kind of like a comedy shtick. But I mean, you look at it now with what they've done in Mexico and AAA. And I mean, all, all around with pro wrestling, like intergender wrestling is becoming very, very popular. And it shows and it accentuates the dominance of you women and, you know, just coming at coming at us men. So like I said, you give us a run for your money. And it's always a joy to watch those unique and great dynamics that are those, that are those uh, matchups. And that's, that's kind of part of the fun, I think, for us, too, is... is um women are, are sort of underestimated when it comes to physical strength. And then here we go. We beat the bricks off you and you're kind of left stunned. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's part of the fun. It is. And I think, you know what it is too? Like, I'll be honest with you. Like you talk about, like you do, like your, your femdom and the dominatrix type of things. Like me being the pop culture nut that I am. I remember as a kid, Oh my God, it must have been like preteen. I remember True Life, for those that remember True Life on MTV. Uh, they actually did like a piece of like Dominatrix and, you know, people that were into like the Dominatrix stuff. And I'm like, okay. And I think that's what also applies to this is, and this is how it comes full circle and it correlates here because people are unique. We all are unique. Every human being on planet Earth is very unique. So we get to see what kind of people are into and what they like. And, you know, you get to, you know, feel people out. Yeah, and that's what I think is amazing, too, because I have met some of the most supportive people in this industry. And, and you know, for people who say women are catty and, you know, this and that, I have met so many women who just support each other and lift each other up. And honestly, and, and I was actually talking, um, I did a, a live stream class, uh, Femdom, I jumped in on her class, uh, Lola Jean's class, sorry, my brain's going all over the place here right now. Um, but I, I jumped in on her live stream class and we were talking about different dominatrices and different types of female domination and female supremacy. And we're all different. There's, there's no, we all bring something unique and, and beautiful. We all have different styles. We all have different looks. We all have different personalities. And, and that's what makes it so great. There's no, there's no competition or jealousy or anything like that because we're all 
beautiful. Like we're all, we all have our own thing. And, and it's so, I mean, if you look at my Instagram, I think half of my posts are other, other people. Yes. There are other fetish models, other wrestlers, other dogs. <laughs> my, my Twitter says they're doing great things. And, you know, I think, I think we have a, a responsibility, especially if we're, we're talking female supremacy and, and, um, you know, equality is to lift each other up. Exactly. Now you want to talk about the modeling thing. I want to just focus on modeling because you said the key word with fetish modeling and, and modeling as a whole. I wanted to bring this up now. As a kid, as far as the modeling scene goes, the big one that I remember, and obviously we've seen the work that she's done with America's Next Top Model, Tyra Banks was the big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Naomi Campbell. Now here's the thing with Naomi Campbell. Like I was too young. I was probably like a year old when when this video came out. But I was, uh, you know, I, I was in my mommy's. I was out of my mommy's tummy. Ninety two, ninety three. I'm a nineties baby. A nineties baby, young at heart. Twenty seven years old. But I just, you know, going growing up and watching in the closet with Michael Jackson. I remember that video. You know, and, and Naomi Campbell being that with Michael Jackson doing their thing. That was a very prominent one. I mean, we see models come from America's Next Top Model. And if you want to look at it now, because. You know, unfortunately, we live in a world where, unfortunately, fat shaming is a thing. And personally, like you beautifully described right there, and what I wanted to um, go on there is, uh, you know, women are beautiful, uh, different shapes and sizes. I'm going to tell you right now, one of the most beautiful women I know is my mother. My mother has raised me to be the man that I am. Say my grandmother, God rest her soul. So you have that appreciation for women. And because, you know, your mother was great to you, you want to treat a woman like your mother treated you. So... It has that dynamic. It has an overall relationship to it. And I mean, you look at the modeling world, the plus size model, look at Ashley Graham, what she's done. And like I mentioned, Tyra Banks going back to America's Next Top Model and how we saw, you know, the change in reality television. There's a lot that goes with that. And I think you just want to uh, go off of what you said there because it it reigns true. Yeah. And I mean, it's on my mind sometimes. Um, I remember meeting some uh, plus size models in real life. Mm. And I remember thinking, you're not plus size, you're just tall. Like, there's no, what, what, I don't understand it. But, um, you know, Tyra Banks, she has, she had a booty. That's, I guess, what made her thick. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, Ashley Graham is fucking hot. She's gorgeous. Um, she's beautiful. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think beauty standards, um, I think we're, we're coming around to, to appreciate different beauty standards, um, rather, uh, I don't want to call them beauty standards because it seems like it's a rule. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I, I kind of run in circles that, that appreciate, uh, real women and, and real people. I, um, across across genders and across across body types. Of course, I think um, one of the phrases I use because it rhymes, and if it rhymes, can you really go wrong? Don't hate, participate. You know what I'm saying? Don't hate, participate. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, we look at it like that, and I mean, there's so many. You know what it is too. I always use like to use the keyword art form because everything in life really is an art form. Like I remember as a kid, you know, coming home from school, what would be on channel twenty one thirteen? You know, and there's the joy of painting with Bob Ross, and he's painting the thing. You know? well, <laughs> I mean, it's happy clouds. Exactly. Like, here, like the, how that man got into, you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to paint that sky right there in the mountains. And he's getting into, 
<laughs> he's getting into the paint. It's like, you know, you have that appreciation. I mean, I know this is kind of a weird analogy, but well, you, you follow me, take this ride with me. But you know how, <laughs> how Bob Ross would view those paintings, you know, and how he would like create these visuals. It's like, hey, you have to look at women. Are you looking at it? Or are you really looking at it? You know what I'm saying? And I think I reiterated the beauty, strength, and dominance, the three key elements. But it, it adheres to that. Look at everything as an art form. And you'll appreciate for the art form that it is. Absolutely, absolutely. And sometimes, you know, not all art forms are for everyone. And that's fine, but you got to appreciate it as an art form. Exactly. And yeah, I just, I'll be honest with you, I have no idea where the Bob Ross analogy came from. That just religion came into my head. <laughs> that was very nice. Thank you. It made me smile. I was thinking about Bob Ross, and he was all in on those happy clouds. Oh my God, man. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I was a kid watching. I think what what the program used to be like because we're both we're both New Yorkers. I mean, New York City. I grew up on Long Island. I remember, <laughs> I remember. The, <laughs> so I remember the joy of painting. I remember watching Arthur the Aardvark, uh, You know, as a kid, which still runs today. So I think that was like on before it or whatever. But I just remember here comes Bob Ross with the joy of painting, and you know he's painting the happy clouds like you mentioned. The the, tree, yeah. the trees, the sky, just everything. It was just it was very peaceful. You know what I'm saying? I remember. Um, I love the '90s when uh when VH1 had I love the '90s. They like talked about the joy of painting. And God rest his soul, the man was a genius at what he did. He was a very genius. Good. Yeah. Do you remember Pop Up Video? Oh yes, Pop 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 Video. Yep. Oh my gosh, that show was genius. That show was amazing. I was addicted to those stupid pop-up videos, those bubbles. Yes, I remember. I couldn't stop watching them. <laughs> I remember watching Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up, and they told you, you know, about the people in the video, Never Gonna Give You Up, and then... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that show. It was amazing. Well, there's the thing now, I mean... Look at VH1. I mean, reality television has taken over. It's like, can you really call MTV music television anymore? No, exactly. no, that's back when, like, they at least showed some music, yeah. Exactly. Like, I grew up in the days of TRL, say what, karaoke and all these shows. And, I mean, they were fun and singled out, even with uh, Chris Hardwick, who now hosts The Talking Dead and all that good stuff. But it's just like, yo, like, all we got on that channel now is Teen Mom... <laughs> catfish the series like it's, yeah. we, we've gone far from the music i mean they tried to bring back trl but it really didn't work because i mean that's not the trl that we remember because i think no. well the technology is kind of kicked in because everything's so internet oriented now and everybody's on like their phones and you get all these apps and stuff which it's good but it's still it's like if they were in like we were in like 80s 90s what have you different whatever different era i mean the kids nowadays wouldn't survive like i'll be honest with you Here's my thing. I don't know if you saw this on MTV, but it, it piqued my curiosity being a 90s kid. They had a show called 90s House, and it was a reality show where they all had to compete, but they had to give away, like, their phones, their pagers, and all that stuff, and they had faxes and, like, stuff that we used growing up, right? So the hosts of the show were Lance Bass from NSYNC, which, hello, <laughs> which, hello, 90s, I mean, 90s pop right yeah. there. And the other one was Christina Milian, and I'm like, I kind of had a little problem with this. Not no disrespect to Christina Milian, but her first album came out in like 2000, 2001. That's not that's not the 90s. That's that's, that's not the 90s. Exactly. If we're gonna be true to the if we're gonna be true to the to the theme. Correct. And I mean, right. I'm watching the show, and I'm just like, yeah, and I'm just watching these people just like crying and just like, wow, I got to give up my phone stuff. I'm like, they really could not handle like just the days of dial up and you know all that stuff. They really they were crying to give up their phone. Yeah. Oh my god. Do you know I? Well, I forget my phone places a lot of times. I have. I've, I've been getting better, but one night I actually left my apartment. Um, it was kind of like one of those. Why don't you get dressed and come out? And I'm like, okay. 
So I just like ran out and um, I realized I forgot my phone and I ended up not coming back home until like three days later. And I was without my phone for three days and I did not miss it. You know what it was too? Like, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes it annoys me and I love my father very much, but here's the thing. Sometimes my dad can also get a little bit mad and I've told him this. I said, you were legit one step away from going into, Hey, you kids get off my lawn territory. Like, <laughs> like you need to chill. And my dad, we both need our phones. Like, because like we both work, we have stuff that we do on our phones, emails and stuff, you know, for your job, whatever. But when you're at the dinner table, put the phone away. Enjoy dinner. Well, absolutely. Talk with your does your dad, oh, does your dad, Text at the table? Not not at the table, but like sometimes it's just like just just put the phone away. Yeah, not not all the time. It, it happens, you know. It annoys me. Like me, I don't need my phone. Like I just put my phone in my pocket. Like if I'm done with the meal, whatever. But eat your meal. Don't play and text with your phone. Like just eat the damn meal. Yeah. You sound like the dad. Kind of, sort of, but I mean, here's the thing. I'm an old, I'm an old soul. You know what it was like. I grew up like my grandfather. God rest his soul. He passed when I was nine. Like I just remember because of that camaraderie. Like I'm in Myrtle Beach now. There's a spot down here called the Spring House. It was like it's a family. It was a family restaurant. You know, it has like your traditional like pancakes, waffles, and stuff. It was a very nice place. Now it's a Donald's Pancake House, which okay. Like they, I know, I don't even think there's any Spring Houses down here. But anyway. Our family came down from the Carolinas, and I just remember sitting there. My mom was there, you know, my aunts, my uncles. Just that, it was just nice, you know. It was a family, you know, breakfast, you know, all having waffles and bagels or whatever they had at the spot. I mean, it's just nice. And then, mind you, this was 2000, and that's like 19 years ago, but still, you know, just moments you appreciate. Yeah. Do you know my father would not even read a text if I sent him one? Are you serious? He was, he was so anti-text. Oh he would God. not acknowledge if I sent him a text. Okay, so now right. I had I had to call him and <laughs> tell him what it was that I said. Even if I sent sent my mother a text, mm -hmm. he'd say like, "Oh, what you know? What did she say?" And I was like, "No, read your phone." <laughs> he was so stubborn. <laughs> well, I think what it is too, like again, like we mentioned, old soul, like. <sighs> Like, I'll be honest with you. When I was a senior in high school, and I'll be having my 10-year reunion next year. Good God, I can't believe it's already 10 years. But anyway. <laughs> so You're my, turning from an old soul to just old pretty soon. Uh, don't remind <laughs> me. Don't remind me. All right. 27. You got time. You got time. Uh-huh. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Um, so what happened was my senior year of high school, right? Like... I know the Facebook thing was, like, very big. Like, obviously, you know, it was big at colleges in 2004. Like, I've seen The Social Network, like, the movie with Jesse Eisenberg. And I'll admit, it was not a bad movie. It really incorporated, you know, how Mark Zuckerberg was and how the whole Facebook thing came into fruition. But I remember, like, 2009 it being very popular, like, my senior year, because that's when I started my senior year of high school. 2009, everybody had it on their phone, and I didn't have it. And I think one of the girls who I was friends with, her name was Jackie, uh, she was a sophomore at the time like I'll be honest with you I was one of the seniors that got along with everybody whether it be you know uh, my grade uh, freshman junior sophomore what have you I'll talk to you I'm nice that's how I roll and that's how I was raised so I'm like I'll talk to you no matter what it is and we were just chilling she's like I want to add you on Facebook I'm like I don't have a Facebook and she like legit looked at me like what you don't have a Facebook I'm like yeah I don't have a Facebook she's like well why don't you make a Facebook and I'll add you I said okay so I made it and I'll be honest with you like the day I made it I had like 
40 friend requests already. I'm like, geez, like this is going to start something. I'm like, all right. And then, yeah. well, now you realize now, like it helps in a way because, you know, to promote yourself like podcasts and what have you to get your point across and, you know, to talk to people through DMs. I know like the traditional email or, you know, just whatever, but it helps. But also it's still, it's kind of like, uh, you know what I'm saying? It has its faults and, and it's good things about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 kind of turns into uh, social media kind of turns into its own job in a way. Um, it's like one of those things where when I wake up, I have my coffee and I start going through social media. Um, and then all of a sudden I'll look up and I'll be like, wait, what time is it now? <laughs> we see when you're going through Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and you know, but it's, I love it. Um, I love being able to keep in touch with people, you know, or just randomly be like, Oh yeah, you know what? That person, and just send them a quick message. Exactly. Uh, I'll be honest with you as far as texts go. Uh, like, well, how can I put this? I kind of prefer <laughs> calling people too, in a way. Like, I'll be honest, I'm going to have carpal tunnel by the time I put all these texts out. Jeez. <laughs> like, and I understand it, like, for the work and, like, friends want to check in you and say, hey, hello. And I mean, but there's just some of the days when it's like, hey, hello. Now, can I just, like, be left alone? Like, I got stuff to do. And just, like, oh, like when people just get on your nerves and stuff. And not that that's a bad thing. I'm not trying to diss anybody. But it's like, have some common courtesy for the people, please. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, well, you know, I talk to text a lot. Oh, okay, since you, um, all right, we got you. That saves me, um, and I send messages on social media a lot. I'm, I'm sort of, I have a backwards sleep schedule, so um, this is actually my morning. I just ate my, my egg and cheese panini, and I'm drinking my iced coffee right now. Um, so this is, this is my morning. Um, my bedtime's around like 4 or 5 in the morning. Um, so... My window to text people during an appropriate time <laughs> when they won't get angry, when it's not too late, um, is very short. Okay. I have so to... social media has saved me. Email and social media has saved gotcha. me with, uh, with communicating. I have to actually add to that. I love you for that. And I'll tell you why I love you for that, don't mean up. Because I am also a night owl, so I'm probably going to sleep at like 4 or 5 in the morning. <laughs> so... Like, sometimes, you know, also whether it be, like, if you have friends in different time zones, it kind of works. Because if somebody is in Vegas or California, you know, they're three hours behind you. So it's like, hey. But, I mean, it helps different time right. zones. Yeah. But, like, if in New if in you're in New York or South Carolina, like I am, like, you know, it's still East Coast time. And then, then they'll be like, why are you texting me at 4 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, and then, too, they see the message and they get it when they get it. And exactly. And they get to it when they get to it. And that's, that's the beauty part about that as well. So I agree. Yeah. Now, here's, yeah. well, here's what's, here's the funny thing, because you were talking about New York City, like, I, my, most of my family, like, I have family in New York, and I have family in here in South Carolina, about, like, an hour away, so what's interesting about it is I have family in Staten Island, Brooklyn, I have family on Long Island, where I grew up, like, I'll be honest with you, the school that I went to, uh, Boomer Esiason, actually graduated from, East Islip High School, for those that know Boomer Esiason, uh, that was the high school that he graduated from. His pictures are, like, all over that high school. I, I, I used to call that high school the Shrine to Boomer. Like, it's not even East Islip High School to me anymore. It's the Shrine to Boomer. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that, but it's just, like, we get it. It's Boomer. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Boomer rules. Boomer rules. Like, I mean, I was very – and I try to do, tell this to people, like, cherish and be blessed with every moment because, like, like I'm saying, you have to just – 
every moment is it's a new day and there's a new moment every way like you know to encapture and cherish you know what i'm saying just look around and try to find the positive stuff whatever you're going through and that's why i always say like the term line of communication because you want to help people out you know what i'm saying like we have to be at a united front i also use united not divided i think that's what we have to have more in this world and that's why i like i try to appreciate the things sometimes i'll be honest with you like we mentioned getting annoyed at stuff and just trying to you know have that different have a like different mentality that's not always you know the best mentality but it's just like you have to just stay on your path and just go with it absolutely absolutely and and there are there are actual things to get upset about so i have the one thing i have um found is that life is so much easier when you just let that that those little nonsense things just sort of slip away you know the the road rage or the this or the you know just sometimes I feel like people are angry just for the sake of being angry or throwing shade on social media um you know or you're calling people out sometimes it's sometimes it's just easier just to say like okay you know what I see you I know who you are mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna live my life and that you know you don't have to not everything has to be a conflict and and not everything has to be. You know, I just, there are other, I I think, I think what it is is also too, there are, when you have wonderful things going on in your life and you have things that are fulfilling and, and things that make you happy, you don't want to dilute that with negativity. Um, and sometimes I feel like maybe if if people are, are spousing a lot of negativity, maybe they just need a hobby. I don't know. Maybe Maybe take up knitting or bike riding or something. Which, ooh, by the way, my new my my new bike helmet and and pump just came, so I'm so excited. I'm gonna start living that Brooklyn bicycle riding life. So, all right, two things I will add to that. Number one, you talk about bicycle riding. I kind of have like Queen stuck in my head now. I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm afraid of getting murdered by a car on the street. So I've oh, only man. ever ridden in the park in New York. So I am I am going to be riding to and fro uh, practice, wrestling okay. practice. So this is going to be, this is my new adventure. <laughs> so Katarina might be a splat on the street. We don't know yet. To be continued. Well, I don't want that. <laughs> and number two, I'll say this to you. Like today as we're recording this, you know, it, it's... It's a Tuesday. I mean, like, I mean, if you were riding on Saturday, I could have started singing Saturday in the park, but it's not the 4th of July. So, I mean, hey. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Although I always like to sing um, Sunday in the Park with George. Yes. Okay. And, we, and I never practice in the park on Sundays. That's always, the, that's always the song that comes to my mind, if somebody in the park with George. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, you see, I like this. I like this. It's a nice blend. As someone who's very eclectic, I can appreciate that. I mean, music is music. That Going back to art forms, there's so many different art forms of music. So I like that. I like your style. I, you're welcome. I have to say this to you as well, because, I mean, we were talking about, like, you know, like, people with it. So I wanted to put this bluntly. So when you were talking about, you know, I see you. So it's kind of like, in a way... I mean, leave your cares behind. It's got that NFG about it. You're no fucks given this kind of because you really don't care what people say. You're staying on your path and you're just riding and grinding and doing what you do. That's it. That's it. That's the way. That's the way you got to do it. I mean, I'm happy with myself. I I know that you know what I'm doing. At the end of the day, I that that's what it comes down to. If I have to be okay with who I am, 
and, and what I've done. And yeah, that's basically, I mean, okay, I, I don't want to, no, you're fine. a whole bunch of like cliches. Oh no, you're fine. I, I just basically what it is. I just had to get that NFG in there, no fucks given, because I can see as you're saying that I'm like, but if you want to put it in blunt terms, you're pretty much having the no fucks absolutely, given. Absolutely, absolutely, zero fucks. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I appreciate that very much, and I, I appreciate the bluntness because you know, as a lot of people say, I'll, I'll use a cliche: your honesty is the best policy. You know what I'm saying? Let it out. Be honest. Sometimes it's brutal, but you got to be honest. A little tough love, even. Exactly. All right. All right, I want to get back to uh, wrestling for a second here because I look at pro wrestling as, as you know, we we're talking about, you know, session wrestling and, you know, fetish modeling and just being different art forms that they are. Uh, with pro wrestling, like, I'll be honest with you, I think the women are kicking ass. There's so many great talents in WWE, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, uh, Japan, the UK, all over. And I think it's great, like, you know, for the international and, you know, us going to U the UK or whatever and then coming to America. Regardless, I think it adds a lot to the repertoire, and I think that's very healthy, and that's what we need for professional wrestling as a whole. But I have to say this to you, and I wanted to ask you, Domina, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Uh, pro wrestling and MMA, I love the correlations and tie-ins, because I remember back in the day when Ken Shamrock did it, Tank Abbott, uh, Brock Lesnar, uh, Ronda Rousey that we have now, uh, CM Punk even dabbled into it a little bit, Dan Severn, uh, the list goes on and on. So I have to ask you, what do you think about all these tie-ins of pro wrestling and MMA that we've seen? I mean, two great art forms, all in all, I think it adds a lot to, I, I'll reiterate, the repertoires of different athletes and different performers. I think it adds a lot. So I wanted to ask, what do you think overall with these pro wrestling MMA tie-ins that we see here uh, today? Um, I agree. I think it's, I think it's, a, it's a pretty natural tie-in i think um it, it just dovetails nicely into the other um pro wrestling requires uh an athleticism um you know a, a strength and flexibility and and mma has that and, and has you know similar i mean i don't think you do a camel clutch in mma but um has similar moves and and sort of um you know, that sort of, that sort of strength, I think it's, um, I think it makes sense to have that progression. Agreed. And I look at it like this too. Like, I'll be honest with you, as a five-year-old, uh, I'll be honest with you. My grandfather was very big. I rest his soul in boxing. So I remember I had to go, I went to sleep because I had to be up early. And then I found out on the news the next day that one of Vander Holyfield bite Mike Tyson's ear off. And as a five-year-old, oh. you really don't understand like what, what that was about. And then you look at it years later and it's like, geez. But I remember the first time I actually saw, technically speaking, it was boxing because there was a boxer involved. Uh, obviously we've seen Floyd Mayweather, what he's done in the WWE or WrestleMania and just what Floyd Mayweather is done. But I remember uh, 2007 when they brought back, or yeah, 2007 when they brought back Saturday Night's main event for WWE, Madison Square Garden, Evander Holyfield actually appeared. He boxed Matt Hardy as a part of the storyline that he was doing with MVP at the time. So I always liked the boxing thing as well because Muhammad Ali was at the original WrestleMania. Uh, you know, him and Antonio mm -hmm. Inoki in Japan. I mean, there's so many times with boxing too and I think you want to talk about the strength of women his daughter Layla Ali is just was kicked ass on the boxing world so I mean I always appreciate it just like how everything tied in together I think it helps I think the working relationships help I mean look at Dana White working with Vince McMahon with the Ronda Rousey thing and just being there and supporting her and that's like it all goes back and ties into earlier when we were talking about camaraderie and how you work with all these great people you know with Doom Maidens Wrestling and you know Diablo 
Aurelia, Ursa, uh, Lana Luxor, Kimchi, Jennifer Thomas, of what she does in session goes. There's so many great people in Lola Jean, not to exempt her from this, but you really have a great team. I think that's what helps. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, uh, you know, not everyone can be, can be an athlete and not everyone can get the, the technique and the skills down. Not everyone can be an entertainer. So it really comes, um, it's amazing when, when there are people who can do both. Um, you know, obviously Ronda Rousey is someone who, who kicked so many asses and, and is now able to sort of, um, show a little bit more of that, that showmanship, um, and, and entertaining. So, um, that's, that's one of the great things about, about the crew that I'm, I'm running with is, is, you know, they, they, the personality, not only are they good at what they do, but they have fun doing it. And it absolutely shows. Exactly. And I have to say this as well, because, I'll tie in Jennifer Thomas with this, and um, we talked about, I know you talked about it with Mike, but as someone who also is a big supporter of as well, I wanted to just add this. I know Mike has talked with you about Lingerie Fighting Championship. I've had the pleasure to interview a lot of great LFC talents. I look at Lingerie Fighting Championship as, and this is where we'll tie it back to MMA, it's like Invicta. Because women's mixed martial arts, Victor is, you know, the owner is Shannon Knapp. You know, we've seen a lot of people come from Invicta. For example, uh, Jessamyn Duke and Shannon Baszler who are on NXT right now. So... It's like Invicta, but with uh, well, with lingerie. Like, there's so many great talents there that, you know, do their thing. Like, Kim Chi is on the fantasy draft page. Maria Romano, one uh, Vixen Romano. Hazel is going to be having her fight real soon. So you see a lot of people there. And I think what's great about there is there's so many, and this will tie in again, uh, MMA training academies you can have there. Greg Frito at Las Vegas, who was mentored by Floyd Mayweather Sr., does a lot of training with them. I mean... You have a lot of great schools that also help too, whether it be MMA academies, pro wrestling schools, and that's also what helps the training aspect of it as well. And they also just stay Ab- fit. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And I'm uh, I'm actually gearing up for um, a uh, fantasy uh, boxing session soon. Um, so I'm starting to to dip my toes into different. <laughs> different areas, different uh, fighting styles, and you know, things start kind of fantasy, and then they start getting into like semi-competitive, and then they start, you know. So we'll see, we'll see where where things take me. But um, yeah, it's it, it, it's always fun to uh, to see where where session work takes you, and then you know, when you get a taste of something, see what you like. Exactly. And I look at it this way, too. There's so many great talents in there, many art forms. And I'm going to also include you in this domino because this will all correlate once again. I know I'm using that word a lot, but it does. It helps people. It does. It helps. <laughs> and there's a lot. And also what's great about it here is with these with these podcasts, we're here to, you know, not just tell stories like we're doing today with telling your story, Domino, but we're here to inspire people and, you know, lend an encouraging word. And if, if this helps make people's difference, it's really worth it. It's very rewarding at the end of the day. So, I mean... You also have to take like with training schools and just people behind the scenes and just with your trainers, what have you. All I got to say is just listen and, you know, it, you'll, it'll be fine. Just take it from there. Just listen, be humble and stay on your grind and stay on your path like you were doing, don't we know? And that's why I say that's why I appreciate you and I, I love your efforts. So I'm just going to tell you straight on, keep on keeping on with what you're doing. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> now. I'm going to tell you this. I have a couple of final questions I want to ask you. And I'm going to tell you right now, anytime you want to come back on the show, you are more than welcome to. I had a blast talking to you today. Thank you. I did too. All right. So 
if you, I know we kind of just did advice, but if you wanted to give advice to um, anyone who wants to get in, like for instance, modeling or you know fetish modeling, obsession uh, wrestling, to do what you do and you know apply their craft, so to speak, what advice would you give that said person? Um, go ahead in and, and and do it. Number one, um, I was always told that my feet are really ugly. I was a dancer, and I was told I had farmer feet, and they were gross. And now people pay me to take pictures of my feet because they're not gross. So, um, don't listen to other people when they tell you things about yourself. Um, and also keep your keep your eyes and ears open. Um, Definitely take um, advice from other names in the business, but also form your own opinion. Um, if you notice that one person sort of talks shit on other people a whole bunch, maybe gauge. You know, think about how how you're gonna you're gonna let that that advice. Uh, how much weight you're gonna give that advice or. Or, um, you know, allow someone to give their opinion, but be open enough to form your own. Um, and, and just be yourself. Be yourself. Uh, maintain your own boundaries. Don't let anyone, you know, don't, don't feel like you have to do a certain thing or be a certain thing. Um, everyone has different boundaries and limits, and and, and and it's perfectly fine. Um, you're not missing out on anything if you keep keep with keep it within yourself to where you feel you feel empowered at the end of the day, and and you're exhibiting that dominance and that strength and that beauty. Beautifully said once again. And when you talk about beauty, strength, and dominance, I'll heed to what you say. Like you're talking about they have your ugly feet, but yet people are paying you. You got pictures of your feet. I'm going to say this. Whether you're using your feet, you know, for people to take a picture of them, or you're using your feet and wrapping your legs around someone's head and squeezing them until they can't, you know, be squeezed no more. I got to tell you this. You're doing a hell of a job with your repertoire, and you're doing a hell of a job at what you're doing. So I got to say, Domina, more, more power to you, and that's what I love about you. Thank you. Uh, you're very welcome. <laughs> I just did like you can't see it, but I just did. I just flexed when I said that. I got real excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want to be. You want to uplift, uplifting spirits, man. Like you, you want to talk about that phrase, uplifting spirits. I just uplifted. You're lifting. You're lifting yourself up. <laughs> I just said thank you and flexed my bicep. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Sitting on my couch in my living room. <laughs> no one else around. <laughs> <laughs> well, I dig that. You, we, I'll be honest with you. With the session community, uh, and I, I give most much respect to the guys and gals in it, such as yourself. So I will say this. There's a lot of very beautiful, talented, and you know, very just great bodies and great personalities in the session world. And Domino Katharina is one of them so please people please support session wrestling please support fetish mind just support what you love and be happy and please i urge you to support domino katharina because she's an ama amazing talent and i look forward to doing this again with you but i want to say this see this is where i'm going to step back you know ladies first it's not just a queen latifah song Ooh, ladies first there's my pop culture <laughs> there's my pop culture nerdiness coming into fruition there but anyway i digress 
Uh, this is where I let that you have the floor, Ms. Domina. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, promote your upcoming fight with Kaya. Uh, the, the floor is yours. Let everybody know where they can find you. Okay, great. Um, so uh, it's pretty consistent in terms of social media. On um, Twitter, Instagram, I am the Dom Cat. It's T H E D O M M E K A T. Um, and I'm also on Set Life and Session Girls um, as the Dom Cat. Um, I'm not really great at checking Set Life, um, but uh, my email is on. Uh, session girls, the domcat at gmail.com. Um, I have a website, the domina um, and you can contact me through the website if you so choose. Um, yeah, I mean, come contact me and let's hang out, let's have a session, let's, let's have fun. And oh, 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 and um, on Duke Maiden's uh, clips for sale, um, some of my videos are out, and uh, my first mixed wrestling video is out um, with the scissor holds against Diablo. And um, on June 15th, I will be in my second competitive match, this time against Kaya. And we'll see how that goes. And that'll be released on clips for sale as well. I know you two will tear it down, and I look forward to seeing that as well. So what I'm also going to do, uh, Domino, is I'm going to put the um, your links in your website, and I'm also going to put, besides Facebook, uh, not Facebook, I'm sorry, Twitter, Instagram, and I also put Doom Maiden's Twitter in there. Everybody can check her out on Doom Maiden, so everybody can check out Miss Domino Katharina, and I'm going to say, people, please check her out. And I, once again, to reiterate, please check out everybody in the session world who's just killing it and just doing what they do. And it always puts a smile to my face. We're evoking a lot of emotions here, and that's what it's about. So I got to say this to you, Miss Katharina. Thank you so much for your time. And do you have any final words for the people? Just keep kicking ass and supporting those who, uh, you know, are giving you their, their time and energy. So with beauty, strength, and dominance, we have a woman here that exudes and accentuates all three of those. And it's been a blast having this conversation. I look forward to doing it again. And I, I hope anybody who listens to this is inspired and just enjoys the content. And uh, I really do enjoy what I do. And I got to say, you make my job easier. So on that note, I will thank you very much for that. Thank you. Hey, you made me flex. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. But I will say this, Domina, thank you so much for your time. And for Domina Katharina, my name is Michael Larkin. Thank you so much for your time. This concludes another edition of of the LFC podcast. Guys, it's always a pleasure to interact with a lot of great talent like Domina Katarina, like Chloe Cummings, like the light Della Cruz, and so many prospects, LFC talents. It is a joy. So check out for more in the upcoming future. Um, I'm just going to say this. Follow me, SM Show 1 or MCL92 on the Twitter machine, StephenMikeShow.com, SoundCloud.com, slash MCLarkin92. Same with um, LFC, SoundCloud.com, slash LFC, uh, Anchor.fm, slash LFC, uh, Twitter, LaundreAFC, LFC, MMA, and Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We're all on podcasting platforms, soon to be iTunes. A uh, lot of great stuff coming in the new year. Going to look for more platforms, look for more sponsors, the whole nine and um, congratulations are in order because we've been promoting this. But Travis the Walker Anderson, after three bouts, King of the Mic, promo series, promo slam on the Max Wrestling Podcast, finally 
has dethroned me for the promo championship. So congratulations go in order to my buddy and LFC fan, Travis the Walker Anderson. You can check out Travis on Twitter at Walker underscore TA92. Link will be in the description. Check out my boys at the Max Wrestling Podcast at Max Wrestling US. US at Max Wrestling UK on Twitter, RWT Podcast, my boy Amir Black Bank Costello. Links will be in the description. And if you're interested in joining the promo league, people, it's a fun promo competition from Max Wrestling. Just go to maxwrestling.net, link will be in the description. Click on join the league, type in your name, and boom! You're there for the promo league. It's a whole lot of fun. It's a whole lot of all in all. So, guys, thank you for listening to episode 31 of the LC Podcast. My name is Mike Larkin. I'll be back in the future for more podcasts. We have the 2020 calendar out now for LFC, so expect a lot of the girls to come on to talk about future events, the LFC calendar, and the whole kit and caboodle. Once again, my name is Mike Larkin, and for Domina Katarina, I will see you guys in the next edition of the LFC Podcast. Baby! Sound like Adam Cole there. Baby! Talk to you next time. So much for your time. This concludes another edition of On the Mic with Mike, and I'll talk to you next time. Peace out, everybody.